Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Norrie. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the uh, Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. I'm going to make a fearless prediction here right now, and that is that hour two is going to be a whiz-banger. We're going to have a hell of a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, I can't believe that we're already through hour one. I'm here in the South Florida studio where I'm very excited. It's game day. The Ottawa Senators are in town to take on the Florida Panthers, and I have a sense that the Panthers are going to have their way with the Ottawa Senators here tonight. Because the Sens won in Tampa Bay last night 4-2, so they're going to come in. You know, all peacocking, and the Panthers are going to slap them around. That's my, that's another prediction. Uh, let's bring in the Moose. Moose, um, I love how hour one flows into hour two. Darren is in the Toronto studio. So a couple of things here. David in Winnipeg, let's call him David number one, writes in, says, striving to be better should be the goal. What is he referring to? He's referring to what I said way back at the start of hour one, where it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but that my friends here who have kids playing flag football at the age of seven, they had a combine, and then they had a live draft, and I'm thinking, is this gone too far? At this age, to have a combine, which we have for the, we were, you know, generally reserved for the pros. Now, seven-year-olds playing flag football, we're going to have a combine and a draft. I don't think it's that bad. And David says, striving to be better should be the goal. I'll be honest about this. Not everybody strives to be better. As a matter of fact, I would suggest more people don't than do. You know what I mean? Just every day, get up, brush your teeth, go to work, come home, have supper, watch TV, go to bed. Are you striving to get better or are you just existing? Most people don't strive to get better. I do, but most don't. And then we have a, do you have a thought on that before I get to some of the other texts? No. The Sober Carpenter text line? You're, you're bang on. You know, are you striving to be better? Are you doing the things that are making you better? Um, not that you got to be crazy. We don't all have to be in the 1%, but we can all strive to be better. And the only other thought I had with the thing is that, again, with the hockey and ringette, I see it with my nieces and nephews, um, where they have these tryouts and then they draft teams every year. So you're always playing on a different team. One year it's the, comets the next year it's the giants then it's the this and the that and one thing i noticed that i again i don't want to say things are better or worse they're just different okay but they don't get to play with their friends every year and that to me would be weird you know because i grew up playing with my friends every year you know we got better some of us played on the top line didn't always get to play in the same line but we traveled to games together played together uh, with my nieces and nephews in the city, they're on a different team with new friends every year. And to me, that would be difficult. But you meet new kids and it's new experiences and it's called life. See? 
So that's yeah. why I don't think this is a bad thing. And for who was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, Brent? His kid went fourth overall, but who went last? <laughs> How's that kid dealing with it? Because that's life. It's a kick in the nuts. As my yeah. lawyer said to me, at, at some point in your life, you will deal with adversity. At some point, you're going to need to deal with it and stand on your own two feet. And if it happens at seven, it's a hell of a lot better than at 50. And then our poll question today is a fun one. It has to do with the Minnesota Wilds 10-7 victory over the Vancouver Canucks on Monday. The poll question is brought to you by Key Auto Group, as it is every day. And at the Key Auto Group, we're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. The poll question is, what type of game do you prefer? High scoring, low scoring, or both? And at our last poll, last time we checked, the majority of people saying they love a high scoring game. And that... Doesn't surprise me, but again, goalie guy here. I want to see a low-scoring game. I cheer for the goalies, and when you see a high-scoring game, usually a goalie's going to be pulled, and he's the GOAT, and blah, blah, blah. Stewart's watching in Chilliwack, B.C., and he writes in on the text line, 902-518-3033. He says both levels of scoring can be exciting. Why? Because it's hockey. There are things to appreciate in both styles. Oh, I know, and maybe I'm becoming far too Americanized. As Alan May said last hour, you're a Floridian now, Rod. That's true, but we always got to have a winner. We always got to have a loser. We got to have an either or an or. Yeah, I, I wonder, Darren, how you would get along down here where you, you are the king of both. Why not both? That's also the entrepreneur way of thinking. But here it's we got we to gotta have everything is a competition. You know? Which is That's good, life. too. Life's a competition. You know? Life mm -hmm. is a competition. It's important to, like, you know, understand, are you moving forwards or backwards? Are you winning or are you losing? You know, and, and guess what? We're going to do both. You're going to win and you're going to lose. But are you winning more than you're losing? You're going to be getting ahead in life. And those aren't bad things. Competition is not a bad. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Now, I'm almost a little wigged out. How everything's flow. We're going with a flow on the show today. And what I mean by that, Colin in Ottawa wrote in near the end of hour one and said, because the civic officials and provincial government won't put any money into a new stadium in Halifax, we'll never see the schooners. And I'm like, we'll never see them play. And I'm like, tell them what he's won, Bob. For those that don't know, that would be the 10th team in the Canadian Football League only for at least 40 years maybe longer they've been talking about expanding to the Maritimes and I'm all for it but I don't think it's ever going to happen and we've kind of brought up a moratorium on talking about it here because it's just a waste of time and Michael J is watching in Maple Ridge BC and writes it and he says Rod the schooners will happen it is on my list of things to do it just seems like it has to happen I know economics say otherwise. And he gives uh, the emoji, my second favorite one, the, the shrug. <laughs> and <laughs> my first is the laughing, crying emoji. That's my favorite one. I use it all the time. The next one is the... And that dovetails into the conversation with Alan May last hour. And I don't know where Alan May falls on the political spectrum. I thought I did. But basically, he came out and said, with the new arena being built in Washington for the Capitals, no government money, no taxpayer money is going into this. 
It's all from the owner of the Capitals and also the, the Capitals fans and obviously the Wizards too, I guess. If they're going to use the arena, there's a ticket tax on the buyers. And I just, sorry, as a guy that has not only worked in sports his whole life, but also has owned and do own businesses, I'm a pro-business guy. And I go back to sitting in that steakhouse in Las Vegas 10 days ago with Bill Wally and the server, Luke was his name. And he goes, you be sure to go on your show and you talk up our new stadium, the football stadium, because plenty of taxpayers went into that. And I was like, bro, I'm here because of that stadium. I'm here because of Super Bowl. It's brought me into your business. Do you understand that? Not to mention, because Las Vegas is a tourist destination, whether it's a football stadium or not, but in Halifax, what about regional pride? What about the Atlantic schooners? But they just don't really care. I was actually shocked to read it. I was quoted in an article recently where I said the CFL wants Halifax, but Halifax doesn't want the CFL. It's the weirdest thing. Most, te- most cities want in the league, but the league doesn't want them. Quebec City wants the NHL. Saskatoon wants the NHL. The leagues don't want them. In this case, it's the opposite. And I'm like, if you don't, they don't seem to care. I call it Canadian fan apathy. And Halifax, that has to do with the CFL, but I see the empty arenas and stadiums across the country, and I don't know what it's going to take to get people fired up, but I also don't care anymore. Look where I am. You on taxpayers going to stadiums and arenas? Yeah, it's a tough, tough convo, because I was listening with Alan May when he came on, and, you know, we hate talking about taxes, that, number, that, that word, taxes, and we don't want to get taxed more. We're already getting taxed enough. You know, you look at this city of Toronto, and, and the debt that they're in, municip- uh, the municipality is in, and taxes are going up, and that scares people. Um, you got to pay. But we don't, at the same time, realize the spin-off economics, the spill-off, the, the benefits. I might not go to the games, or you might not go to the games or the stadium, but the restaurant your family member, your relative owns near the stadium is going to do better, and that's going to trickle down to you. You know, the hotel that maybe you own or you work at is going to be um, in a better spot and full more often. So that's going to trickle down to you. The jobs are going to be created. More people are coming into the city. So as a whole, the benefits are there in those trickle-down economics. But if we can't tie the dollar right into my pocket, we don't see the benefit. And I think we need to take the blinders off and see that there's benefits that maybe you don't directly see in your bank account on a day-to-day basis. Right, and I don't know my bad for going down this road because there's no winner. It's one thing that I have learned. If people see thing one, see something one way, 99% chance they are never going to see it another way. So why sit and, dis- and argue it, you know? But regarding that Halifax uh, Stadium, I mean, it's sad. It's very sad. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says Halifax isn't invested in the CFL the way that cities who have had teams for 100 years are. Why doesn't the CFL get a team in there in a small venue and build from there? Pete also says big American city arenas are very profitable enterprises, so why do they need government help? No. Not doing it! (laughs) Jeff the Stamps fan (laughs) regarding the kids playing 
in a combine, participating in a combine and in the draft. Jeff, Jeff says, and, what, and we wonder why younger generations are narcissists. Um, I don't wonder why. That, that's a deeper conversation than we have time for now. It's 111 Eastern, by the way, just pointing that out. It's 111 if you're into numerology. Yeah. Beautiful. Just imagine a positive outcome to your current situation. I've done it. It works. Manifestation works. Um, on to actual sports. We, could, we should probably play, play bet regal breakaway bets. See, I'm looking for my bell, my gong. John Ohm, Ohm says the Winnipeg Jets need to put out Adam Lowry for the puck drop at the start of the game. Let's see if former Jet Zach Bogosian will face off and have a little brouhaha with Adam. Can't wait. You're advocating for fights. <laughs> We're hoping there's no roughhousing tonight in the game. That's Winnipeg's geographic rivalry. That's what they tell me. The Jets' rival is the Minnesota Wild. And I'll say it again. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was the guy who was Bombers 1985 wrote in yesterday and says, I'll look past this Flames game to tomorrow night's game against Minnesota. Uh, well, how'd that work out for you? As you lose 6-3 in a hell of a hockey game. As I say, the only team that's whomping the hell out of the composition, uh, competition consistently is the Florida Panthers. They're killing everybody. Most recently, Tampa Bay, 9-2 on Saturday night. I think it was their 11th consecutive road win. Tonight, we got Ottawa here going for a sixth consecutive victory. It's unbelievable. They're the only team that's mulching everybody. Um, do you want to play breakaway bets now? Are you, are you down? I'm down. Let's do it. We do it. We do it every day for our official betting partner, Bet Regal where you can sign up and play for free at betregal.ca. Join their free club. Islanders at Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Who do you got to win? The Penguins need to bounce back. I'll take Pittsburgh. Well, that's perfect because I'm taking the New York Islanders and my guy, Patrick Wa, who got screwed in the outdoor game on Sunday. It'll be payback for the Islanders tonight. Ottawa at Florida. I'll go first. I'll take... Cats okay. win. You know what? We'll I'll take, take Ottawa to go into Florida and get them both and, and do a little upset. You would. It's the Kachuk Bowl tonight, by the way. Brady versus Matthew. Dallas at the New York Rangers. That's probably the game of the night. Dallas at the New York Rangers. Who you got? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Dallas <laughs> on the road here. <clears throat> All right, I think the Rangers have won five in a row, so I will take the Rangers to win. They're rolling. Devils at Caps. Who you like? Washington at home. Uh, moi aussi. That's me too in French. How's those French lessons going? Uh, not bad. I am I'm starting back up, and they're actually going okay. Nice. But, but very elementary. Minnesota <laughs> at Winnipeg. And they will say that's the game of the night, and there's an argument to be made for that. I'll take oh. Winnipeg in a bounce-bad game. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going to as well. Tough game. The Vancouver Canucks at the Colorado Avalanche. 
That's a hell of a, that's a slobber knocker too. <laughs> that's a game of the night too. Who do you like? <clears throat> yeah. Who do you like in that one? I like Vancouver. I'll take the abs. Boy, we get, we get some, we get some real sandpaper, some real grit in our picks here. We're going to have to do a poll on what's the game of the night. I'll put it on Instagram. Nashville at Vegas. Let me jump out and take Vegas. Vegas. Who are you liking? Yep. Yep. Vegas. Okay. And lastly, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Los Angeles Kings. I see the Kings have weaseled their way into a playoff spot. Or were they ever out? They fired Todd while they were in a playoff spot, right? I don't think they were ever out. But they seem to be bouncing back. Kings home to Columbus tonight. Who do you like? Yeah, I like L.A. Okay, that's two of us. Um, going to take a break. When we come back, I'll get to some viewer comments on tonight's NHL games. We've had very little football talk tonight. That could change after this break if people have any thoughts on that. I might ask you what you're looking forward to in this NFL offseason. This morning, I don't know if you watched Get Up, all this time was spent on potential landing spots for Russell Wilson because they don't think he's going to be back in Denver. They're saying he could go back to Seattle now that Pete Carroll's out of the picture. And I'm like, eh, I'd rather focus on hockey. Matt Dunstone coming up as well in our weekly Curling Canada interview as he gets ready for the briar. We'll be right back live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is it. It all comes down to this rock. The hours in the gym, the weeks away from my family. This is what I've been training for. And all those voices trying to tear me down. I'm here to silence them. We've given everything we have for a chance to get everything we want. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. 
Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Rolling along on your favorite daytime sports talk show. As we were mentioning, it's day five of the Scotties going on at Winsport in Calgary. The Briar coming up. The Montana's Briar presented by AGI next month, March 1st to the 10th. The RP show will be there, and you can too. Tickets are available now for single draws at curling.ca slash tickets. All kids' tickets are $9.99. So let's pack the Brand Center for that. And let's bring the moose in now. 902-518-3033. Somehow or another, we find all the best topics, don't we? Talking about uh, the top three NHL teams. Who are they? And everybody's mind, because they're different for everybody. But Scott Laughlin of SiriusXM NHL Radio, whom I was listening to yesterday, said, Florida might be the best team in hockey right now. I posted that in a bunch of Panthers fan groups, and they're like, well, hi, yeah, no, no guff. Yeah. No, it's not slam dunk, but the Panthers are right up there. Also asking flag football combines and live drafts for kids as young as six and seven. That's what's going on in America. My guess is it'll probably start going on in Canada for flag football. Is it too much? Initially, I thought it was, but now I'm saying, no, I, I don't think it is too much, actually. And, uh, and this, not... I don't want this as a topic. Taxpayers' money going to stadiums and arenas. But the fact that Halifax has said no to a publicly funded stadium in Halifax has killed any talk of a 10th team in the CFL going into the Maritimes. And that's a crying shame. Michael J. in Maple Ridge, B.C. writes in and says, don't apologize for bringing this CFL expansion up. It's, it has me fired up this morning. I didn't mean to do that. I did not mean to get you fired up on that. I get fired up that it's just another opportunity missed. But uh, the guy that 
was spearheading that financially. Gary Drummond, friend of mine, was the owner of the Arizona Coyotes. He's just not interested anymore. He's not interested for reasons that we won't get into today because it's the middle of February. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Jay in Winnipeg brings up Yarmir Yager. He says, Yager, the best right winger ever. The best mullet ever. And what a missile for a wife. I didn't even think Yager was married, but there was an article here. And I don't like, honestly, I don't. You don't see me trash what other media says. Very rarely, anyways. Unless I feel very strongly about it. And George Richards, really good guy. He's been running the website Florida Hockey now for 20-plus years. It's, very, it's like the Florida Hockey Authority online. And he said that the Panthers should retire Jagger's number. And he was serious. And I'd, I'd have to look it up to think about how many actual games. He covered Jagger playing for the Panthers. He did. But I'm like, come on, George, you know better than that. You must just be saying that to get a reaction because we have been known to do that in the media. But how are you with the notion of numbers being retired at all? Because once I read George's thing, and I'm like, there's no way, and nobody agreed with George, by the way, if you go in and read the comments, and these are Panthers fans, but I put on Facebook that the Regina Pats should immediately retire Connor Bedard's number 98 because he's the greatest Regina Pat ever, so just do it now. Or at the very least, wait for a game that he can be at to be in attendance, but retire Bedard's number. And that got everybody going crazy. But how are you on the concept of retiring numbers? Because my good friend, Normie Fong, who watches this show every day, Hall of Fame equipment manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, was against retiring numbers. I'll never forget, he had to put out jerseys in training camp for the players coming to camp. And he's like, we're running out of numbers here. 23 is retired. 34 is retired. I'd have to top 36 Ridgeway, 44 old egg. You know, he's like, we can't stop with the retiring jerseys. We're running out of numbers. How are you on that? I know. I'm uh, look at like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just had to Google it because I knew they had a lot. <clears throat> Thirteen retired numbers in Toronto. You know, those are jerseys that can't be used, and most of them popular numbers, obviously, right? Um, I'm okay with it, but we again, it's kind of like the Hall of Fame thing. We have to be very selective on retiring a number, and if Florida's going to retire Jaeger's number. The only reason I would suggest Florida retiring Yermer Yager's number is if you're petitioning for a league-wide retiring of the number. You know, 99 being retired league-wide, love it. 66 probably should be retired too, you know, for Mario. And probably, you know, 68 could be in the conversation. But um, I think you got to be really choosy. I like putting numbers and, and names and banners to the rafters as a ring of honor or as an honored number, but retiring the jersey has to be for the 1% of the 1%. It needs to be very exclusive. A lot of the audience agrees with you and they're writing in as such, but again, who gets to decide? That's where sports has really been ruined. And I had a really long talk in the press box in Tampa Bay the other night with how the sports has changed before our eyes. And this is a guy that's a lot older than me, and he's still working in the league. But I'm like, I just, I guess if I had to go back, I would. But I don't have to. I got a lot of other skills. I can go do something else outside of sports. Or doing this show allows us to work with all the leagues and be on the air every day. So I don't need to go work for a team and have to answer to some jack wagon. 
I can't do that. But in the case of Yaramir Yager, Darren, he does not fit even your criteria of the 1%. He played three seasons with the Panthers from 2014 to 2017. And my math is not great. We've established that. But he played 20 games, 79 games, and 82 games. So let's say 170 games here. And he had 12, 39, and 30 points. So 69 and 12 is 81. He had 81 points in 170 games. And you want a retired jersey? Uh, by the way, there is only one retired number here. And I don't think anybody would argue that. It's Roberto Luongo. And Bobby Lou is quite special in a lot of ways. He's the all-time wins leader for two franchises, Vancouver and Florida. He's up there. Nobody's going to argue that. Nobody will argue that. The Luongo should be up there, right? But I, I, I kind of go to that Normie Fong school of, you got to stop retiring jerseys, man. We're going to run out of jerseys. Tampa the other night. I don't, I think that three retired numbers. I was looking up at the, the Cavalier for sure. I think St. Louis. But they only had one single-digit number. All the rest for the Lightning are double-digit numbers. Montreal Canadiens are the same. You know, you got names like Kostitsin and they were like 79, whatever. I can't remember. But, but, but on the flip side, it's weird, too, in Edmonton with the Elks, the Eskimos, that they don't retire numbers. They just put names on the wall. That's weird, too, because to see... Taylor Cornelius running around wearing number 15 is really weird to me. That's Ricky Ray's number. You know, maybe if he was a short, fat guy, but because he's tall, thin, white, he looks exactly like Ricky Ray out there. It's confusing to me. I feel like that should be yeah. retired. So that's why I'm just inviting everybody's uh, thoughts on this because I have I got you convinced yet? On just retiring jerseys overall, you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? You're saying it's a good idea, but only for the 1% is what you're saying. Yeah, overall, I think it's way too much, but I think there's a, there's a case for the 1% to be retired. The guys who impacted the game and on such a, a level that's, you know, almost, almost more exclusive than the Hall of Fame, man. Like, it's almost a more exclusive yes. thing to have your jersey retired. I'll say this again. And we got the Rod Squads really active today, which is what I want. This, we're the most interactive show. I've got Panthers fans telling me that we should do the Cats and Bolts show live like this so they can interact. And I'm like, no, this show's special in what we do, and that show's special in how we do that. We're not going to do the Panthers show live, but I appreciate the input. Um, John Ohm, Ohm says, here's a thought. Retire the name on the jersey, not the number. Silly or not. It's not silly at all. I, we're just having a discussion here. We don't discount anybody's idea. And I like it. It is weird. Like in uh, Arizona, somebody remind me that's watching right now from the state of Arizona that goes to Coyotes games. Lori, I want to say Lori Bosch. For sure, Howardchuck, six, is it 16, Dale Howardchuck? Howardchuck's number's retired. I believe Lori Boschman is at 11. Bobby Hull, nine. And they're all Winnipeg Jets. And Gretzky, 99. So you, my point is you can retire the names, but it would look weird. You're going to put them on a jersey? How would you do that? Is there a way to, I don't think it's a bad idea, but how would you do that? Honor the name, not the number. It's a good idea. I'm not sure how you would 
execute that. Yeah, you'd have to put it up in a banner and have the number on there for sure. You just don't take the number out of rotation. You know, you, it's more about honoring them as opposed to retiring them. Can't retire a name either. You're telling me if DuPont goes into the rafters that other DuPonts can't play for the team <laughs> anymore? Uh-oh. Gotta change the name? No. Bingo. Honor them. Don't retire them. Uh, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, by the way, Dale Howardchuck is number 10. And he says the interactivity makes the show addictive. I know. We're the black tar heroine of sports talk. Well, okay. Calling in Ottawa. Thank you for chiming in. He says, listen, he says, I love Chris Neal and what he did for my senators, but it is ridiculous. His number 25 is retired for the Sens. I think he's the career games played leader, right? But again, that goes back to some dorky, goofy owner. Like, I just, I admire the guys that bite their lip, put their head down, and go to work for a jack wagon every day. And I've never met Eugene Melnick, so I can't say one way or the other. But he would be, from what I hear, the kind of guy that would have said, we're retiring Chris Neal's number because I like him. Well, Eugene, he doesn't deserve to have, shut up! I remember in Regina, I stood beside Jordan Eberle on the ice when they retired his number, and Ebs leans over, and he's like, I don't think my jersey deserves to be retired. I'm like, you did nothing wrong. Just smile and nod. It's those types of decisions. Even Eberle's like, I don't deserve to be up there. See what I mean? It's not about merit anymore. Hall of Fames, jerseys, Darren. I don't, can we ever go back? I don't know. Once you open that box, man, it's tough to close it. And you can't stuff everything back in the box, unfortunately. But yeah, Legends Row, sure. Like Eberle's, you know, is a a pat you remember. And you remember him mostly because of Team Canada and the heroics of Team Canada. But it's like, not to pull the jersey out of, you know, rotation. Uh, well, if you're retiring it, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, Robert in Vegas says Jagger played a total of 171 games for the Panthers. Well, I was close. I said 170. John Ohm says, right? Who picks out what player gets retired honors? The owner? Weird. One day you all will get it. The owner makes all the decisions. And that's why they hand him the trophy at the end of the Super Bowl. One day you will all understand that. I'll be long dead and gone and pushing up daisies, but you will understand the owners make all the decisions like this. Moose, we got to roll. You have a great day. You too. Au revoir. Uh, and thank, thank you, by the way, Camper27. I got my numbers in my name. I'm a little dyslexic. He says, Boshman wore number 16 with the Jets. Thank you. And that's why I said 16, Boshman, Howard Chuck. Just what I remember seeing in the Gila River Arena in Arizona. And now they play in the Mullet Arena. Matt Dunstone coming up next. Speaking of Winnipeg, we are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. 
You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It's the best time of year, the season of champions, and six-time Scotties champ Jennifer Jones carries a 4-0 record into day five today at the Scotties. Believe they're on the ice right now. And she'll face off against Rachel Holman's Ontario squad tonight. In this morning draw, Carrie Anderson's Team Canada rank and improved to 5-1 and one with a win over Corinne Brown's 2-2 two two BC crew. The Montana's Briars coming up March 1st to the 10th in the Brand Center. Matt Dunstone will be there. He's pre-qualified and he joins us today. Hey, Matty, welcome back to the RP Show. It's been far too long, brother. You're looking good. You're looking fit and trim. Are you ready for the Briar? Roddy, it's uh, it's good to see you. It's been a minute, so uh, happy to be back on the show. I'm, uh, you know, feeling feeling as good as I'm going to be. Getting excited for it. Oh, good, good. Well, you are going to be. I've talked to the folks in the Queen City. You're like the hometown favorite, man. Are you prepared for that? Uh, I, I do. You wouldn't expect it, but are you ready for the roars? I I think so. I mean, I'm I'm very excited for it. I was happy uh, to see we weren't in Saskatchewan's pool, so we didn't have to compete with that. Um, you know, obviously, with how uh, how passionate the fans are, uh, you know, I know full well they're going to be jumping aboard Team McEwen and, and riding them, and it's going to be a great week for for Team McEwen in that sense. Um, but you know, I'm I'm really excited to come back to Regina. You know, kind of where it all started for me. My first briar was there. Um, you know, so excited to be back and see a lot of familiar faces. For the uninitiated, can you explain how you qualified in advance for this and didn't have to worry about the playdowns? Yeah, so there was a new rule um, that was implemented last year. Um, you know, they were giving out wild card spots, three wild card spots after provincials. Um, and as of last year, it changed. Uh, they're going to give these wild wild card spots prior to um, any of the provincial playdowns, which to me made a lot of sense because you know it gets our provincial playdowns back to winner take all, loser go home type mentality, the way it's you know it's kind of always been. Whereas you know the last couple of years, um, you had two te- two teams playing in a provincial final that both had a wild card spot locked up so it took away you know a little bit of the meaning of those provincial finals um so we've eliminated that now so now there's after this year it'll be four teams um there's three or four teams depending on who team canada is pre-qualified into the briar um which which i think is a great thing for our sport i know we've enjoyed having you know the clarity of what our schedule is going to look like going into a season been able to plan for it um obviously we want to peak at the briar so that's that's helped in that sense so i i think it's a really good change um and you saw across the board all the provincial playdowns meant a lot more oh absolutely and we had mike McEwen on here a couple of weeks ago and i 
smart guy that Mike McHugh and I said how do you because people were writing in going this isn't right how does McEwen represent Sask and he goes hey it's the rules and just because a skip's doing it for the first time himself this has been going on for years he answered it very well um it, and, and hey I've had long talks with Rachel Holman about this the restrictions been taken off the athletes it's that way in all other sports but you, you're sure hearing a lot of talk about it aren't you Matt that I don't feel will ever, ever go away no, I, I don't think it ever will. I mean, the foundation of the Briar and the Scotties is, is the provincial representation, right? Um, I, I think it's, it's an incredibly unfair ask of Canadian athletes being restricted to a single province to go and compete against teams at the world level who are from everywhere. I mean, our, our world junior team for hockey, imagine if we sent only Alberta players, only Quebec players to the world junior hockey, like we'd, we'd laugh at stuff like that, right? We'd think it's ridiculous because to compete at the world level, when when you have you know a provincial restriction where you, i mean it just, it's just it, it's not going to work <laughs> it, it did for a while but now the fact that the matter is the the rest of the world is caught up to us and it's, it's impossible to compete being a single province against um an entire country so what color will you wear into the brand center yeah, so it's uh, it's it's obviously not going to be green this time around. It's obviously it's and surprisingly, it's not going to be yellow either. Um, we're actually running a running a blue color. It was a little throwback uh, to Kerry Burtnick's team in 1981. Um, for whatever reason, back in those days, Manitoba had some blue to it, so um, th that's what inspired us. So uh, you know, if if you look at Kate Cameron's team at the Scotties right now, um, you're going to see our uniforms look very similar to that. And, that's something we'd known uh, since basically we qualified last year that we were going to run with those with those uniforms. So uh, we've got some Kerry Burtnick inspiration uh, heading into the Briar uh, in a couple weeks. There is a legendary name uh, from days gone by. Well, it, the storylines going into this Montana's Briar seem like an all-time high. Or do we say this every year? Do we say every year there are great storylines going into the Briar? Because it just feels like they're better this year. It seems like it's every year that, you know, there, there's kind of something. But again, like, just, you know, when you get down to that final weekend, like, there's so many good teams. It's, you know, to, to pinpoint a single team that's going to run away with this thing. Um, you're probably kidding yourself if that's the case. I mean, there's such a good group at the top where, you know, whoever's, whoever's going to bring it, whoever's going to take, you know, advantage of those opportunities and, and ride, you know, any sort of momentum that's given, that's going to be the, be the team that you see. And it's a great thing for Canadian curling. I, I know um, the level of competition amongst ourselves has increased drastically just with how good, you know, Brad is obviously and Brendan and Cooey and, um, Jacob's team and and with how good Mike's team has been this year I mean you just go down the list I mean you, you can't give any of these teams an inch and and I know um you know it's motivated all of our teams to you know just continue to try and be better or else you're gonna get eaten up alive well okay I'm glad you brought that up it's a little like NASCAR like the drama away from the track is more than what's on the track same thing with curling and I apparently Mike McEwen said two weeks ago that Ben Hebert said to McEwen's third, Colton Flash, you may be representing Saskatchewan, but that's my town, Regina. And I'm like, what a Hebert thing to say. Is there any of this trash <laughs> talk going on? What? <laughs> that, that is a Benny, very Benny thing to say. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to let, let the fans of Saskatchewan decide, you know, who, who's their number one player or who, who, their, who their number one person to cheer for is. I can, you know, I can 
say this with 99.9% certainty that uh, Team Saskatchewan's going to be getting a lot louder roar than Benny Hughes is going to be getting when they announce Team Alberta. So, How about that? Uh, I, <laughs> you know what? Having haven't played in the province, I know how much the fans get in behind their team, you know, regardless if it's Mike, if it's me, uh, Pat Simmons, Steve, like you go down the list, Kirk Myers, they get behind their team, the, the team that is wearing their colors. And you know what? Benny's, Benny's a good Regina boy. God bless him. But uh, you know what? They're, I know full well that the people in the Brown Center are going to be cheering for Team McEwen and Saskatchewan. Hey, Ben, it's not your town anymore. Jury's out if it ever was. How about Message that? to him. <laughs> but you've done this, you, and you made it all the way to a semifinal representing Saskatchewan. What's the pressure on Mike McEwen? Because like, it's not, this is real stuff, Maddie. You know that. Like, I, how do you deal with that when you're in your own stadium? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't want to bring up 1980, but uh, you know, ni- 1980. Yeah. You know, it's it's been it's been that long, right? And um, you know, it's it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, to to be that guy, to be that skip, like Mike has that opportunity to. I know that was like he has a chance to make history in Saskatchewan, right? Break break that infamous curse that that we all love talking about in Saskatchewan, and you know, forever go down in, in history. So, I mean, it's an exciting moment for him and his team to to have that chance to go and do that. I know that's what excited my teams in Saskatchewan is is we desperately wanted to be that team um, to forever be remembered that that broke that infamous curse that we love to talk about. Um, of course, there's there's a lots of pressure, and but Mike's Mike's no stranger to playing in front of the hometown crowd. Uh, he he did it at the Briar in, in Brandon uh, not too long ago. He did it at the Olympic Trials in 2013 in Winnipeg. Um, so he's no stranger to that type of pressure, and and you know having the, the crowd on his side that are living and dying with each and every one of his shots. And and he's a phenomenal player too. Um, you know what? I was very happy to see him go to Saskatchewan. Um, you know to kind of revamp give it some life and and obviously a a lot of hope i mean type of player he is and and his team they're a great team so um to see them you know make a deep run be there at the end of the week would be very unsurprising amongst all of us in the curling community well he said he's born and was born in 1980 and uh he just he's just i've never met him other than interviewing him i've met you several times but he seems to have ice water going through his veins he doesn't seem too flappable and that's probably what you'd need uh, in an event like this in the Queen City. Well, Matt, good luck, man. Uh, I'll be pulling for you. You know that. I appreciate the time. And uh, go get them. Thanks, Roddy. It's uh, great to catch up. Hope you're enjoying Florida there. Absolutely, bud. Can't wait to bring curling here. Let's bring uh, the world's here. All right, Matt Dunstone checking in from Team Dunstone. You can still get your tickets at curling.ca slash tickets and be in attendance in the Brand Center in the Briar, March 1st to the 10th. We'll be back with overtime right after this. We are live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy.
You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Ah, the studio is here in South Florida where it is game day. I love them so much. Game days. And the Ottawa Senators are here tonight, 7 p.m. in a Marin Bank Arena. The RP Show will be there. Thanks to the Florida Panthers. Uh, the topics that came up today, I listen, I don't go to bed thinking about these. I literally think about them when they come up in the morning. And George Richards, who writes, follows the Panthers for FloridaHockeyNow.com, said that the Panthers should retire Yarmir Yager's 68 when he played here for the Panthers for three seasons five years ago, which clearly I almost think he was joking. I, I don't think he was joking, but whatever. So I asked Norm Fong. I knew Norm would be watching, the Hall of Fame equipment manager of the Rough Riders and the Pats, right, Normie? I said, what do you think, Normie, about retiring numbers? He writes it and he says, Rod, honor the player, not the number. Signed, Fongo. And I wrote him back, thanks for watching, and he gave me back. Thumbs up. So somehow teams, if they want to do what's right, which I'm not sure that is even what they want anymore, but find a way to honor a name and then retire as many names as you want. But they got to stop with the numbers. Unless it's 98 with Bedard, nobody's going to wear that anyway, so you can retire that. Max is watching in Toronto. He writes in, he says, I agree with Moose. The 1% deserve it. You don't want to see some random fourth liner wearing number 99 on the orders. At the same time, if you retire too many, you'll end up with three-digit jerseys one day. Yes, that's the point, Max. Who gets to decide who's in the 1% or not, or was he the owner's pet? So he gets his number retired, like Chris Neal in Ottawa. Sorry, Chris Neal. But even Sens fans said that. Brad Myers. I don't think he's that Brad Myers. He's from Comox, B.C. He writes and he says the only number that they should retire league-wide would be number nine. Richard, Hull, Howe, for sure. But where do you stop? Madano, Glenn Anderson, which I think has been retired in Edmonton, right? Edmonton people? Where you at? Blaine Kazama watching in the Queen City writes and he says, Rod, you know we have number 16 retired twice for the Regina Pats. Dale Durkach and Mike Sillinger. Yes, God's team. I believe I was part of both Jersey retirements. David number one in Winnipeg writes in and he says, I think the Hall of Fame and Jersey retirement are two different things. I agree on honoring a player by raising their number to the rafters only. He says, curling in Florida? They love their shuffleboard and lawn bowling, don't they? Yeah, so why not throw curling in there too? I'm not advocating for curling to come here. What I am advocating for is a national lacrosse league team. It would just go tickety-boo. We have multiple facilities with which to house it. Call me. Buffalo Bill writes in and he says, Greetings and no hallucinations from North Dakota. On the Hall of Fame topic, there is no quantity limit. Although retiring of jerseys, you could run out. After 30 years, does a number come down? Well, in Dallas, the home of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Irvin 
allowed number 88 to be unretired for Des Bryant to wear it. Um, in Winnipeg, Bobby Hull allowed number nine to be worn by Evander Kane, and I wonder if he doesn't regret that. So it's happened. Uh, sports update, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has upheld Morgan Riley's five-game suspension for cross-checking after uh, the NHL Players Association filed for an appeal. Riley, who was assessed a major penalty in game misconduct, lunged at Ridley Gregg up high after the center fired a slap shot into an empty net from close range with 5.1 seconds left in regulation. So everybody said, oh, yeah, Morgan Riley's got to get five. So you're all okay with what Ridley Gregg did? Just checking. Gary Bettman's ruling on the appeal is final. Here's one for the college football fans. The field for the 12-team college football playoff will comprise five conference champions, the Power Five, and seven at-large selections after the university presidents who oversee the uh, college football playoff voted unanimously to tweak the format today. The move approved this morning to, uh, to decrease the number of spots reserved for conference champions from six to five was prompted by realignment and has been anticipated for several months. Sports updates brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Anyone but you. Starring Alexandra Ship and Glenn Powell. Don't miss the all-new bonus content. And for Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. Huge thank you to Matt Dunstone, Alan May, you, of course, for tuning in. Have a great night, everybody. Always a great night being able to watch NHL Hockey Live. We'll do it all again tomorrow noon Eastern here on Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.